You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I'm joined today with Daniel and Emily. Together, we three make up the student ministry team at Church of the Nativity in Timonium, Maryland. This is our first episode back for a while. We're excited to be back. And as always, I love to start our episodes with what are you guys loving right now? Well, Allie, it's summertime and... We don't always like to say seasonal things, but I love fruit in the summer. It's like all I'm eating right now, just melon and peaches, and mm. it's just so it's good fruit. in the summer. What's your favorite? If you had to pick one. Mm, really good watermelon. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I like all of them. That's a good thing to love. Emily, what are you loving? Mine goes along with food, too. I've been getting into cooking recently, so I'm just making really whatever I have. Chicken, pasta, lots of pancakes. Very exciting. Is this the first time you really, like, cooked for yourself? Yes. I'm living on my own now, so I don't have anyone to feed me. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up. You did cook one time when I came over for... I did. That was special for for you, Daniel. (laughs) She didn't eat any of it, but she did cook for us. (laughs) What well, about you, Allie? I am loving my new home. I just moved into a new apartment with one of my best friends and just getting settled in there. So I'm loving that right now. New space, new area. It's all good. So I'm excited about that. Well, we are back this season and we are in the trenches with you. As I said, we make up the student ministry team at Church of the Nativity. So we're in this too, day in, day out. We're working with students. We're planning for students. So we know all the challenges and joys of working in a parish with preteen and teenage students, their leaders, their parents, all of it. So in these episodes, we promise you a car ride's worth of content, not to take up too much of your time because I know that we are all all very busy. And this season, we're going to tackle some tough topics that we're experiencing right now in real time. Things like engaging teens during confirmation and retaining them after. How to structure your ministry with potential changes of COVID that we're all going through right now. And talk about innovation versus tradition, building a culture of relational ministry. We'll tackle topics like LGBTQIA+, like racism and faith, teen activism, relationships with the diocese, and student leadership. Really? We're going to talk about all of that this season? We are going to talk about it all. All right. (laughs) Whatever you say. (laughs) All right. So what's been happening these few months? We've had quite a few months leading up to this episode. We have. We've had starting with COVID, moving into quarantine. Our spring was canceled with our graduated seniors. Then we got into summer. And finally, we have some reentry going on in churches. Um, Also, the Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, an explosion on discussion of racism. The economy has been tanking. The election is coming. And we're all wondering when we'll be able to meet in person how we're going to reach teens, and what we have to say about all that's happening. Phew, that is a lot. <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, it's a pretty easy time to be in ministry <laughs> right now. 
But despite all of that, we really believe that our mission has not changed. Our methods have to adapt to the times that we're in, but our mission remains the same. And for us at Nativity, we have stated our mission. Um, you could find it on our website and it's up around our church on our walls. And it's pretty simple. Love God, love others, make disciples. It comes from the great commandment and the great commission. And really that's unchanging. We don't believe that's ever going to change because that comes from Christ himself. But the vision for nativity is a little bit different. It's unique to our church. And we as a church have said that we want to make church matter by growing disciples among disconnected Catholics in North Baltimore and influencing churches to do the same elsewhere. So despite all of those things that Emily just said, all the things that we've been experiencing the last few months, we are trying our best to stay on mission with the planning and everything that we're doing. And for students, we kind of take that a little bit more specific step forward. So our mission with students is to connect teens with leaders and parents and other teens who help them to love God, love others, and become disciples. And our vision within that mission is to build relationships among disconnected teens that reveal the invisible God through the incarnational love and example of leaders and teens. So what's your mission and vision as we go into this kind of unprecedented season of ministry and of life, we really have to return to our core, our mission and vision um, for times of crisis. Our mission hasn't changed, but our methods have to adapt. Yes. Like Daniel said, mission has not changed, but methods definitely have. As if we didn't think teens could be more connected to technology these days, they are now. Zoom is growing and growing. If you haven't bought stock in Zoom, go and do it, right? Because <laughs> everyone is on Zoom now, but with that comes Zoom fatigue. What are the ways that you can still make those connections in person while all being safe? How can you reach teens in creative ways? We did a couple of things throughout this summer trying to get those small moments of connection, small moments of in-person connection that would surprise them and um, just make that relational connection not through technology. We made senior survival kits to celebrate all those seniors in high school who are not getting their graduation or their proms or their senior weeks or whatever the traditions may be that they have. We made little buckets kind of sending them off into this summer before their freshman year of college or wherever they're going next in the year. And that was we delivered them by hand in a safe distance matter to their homes. So that was a way for us to connect with each and every senior personally. We had an opportunity to pray for them to find out what their plans are for next year. We delivered books to our co-leads in our ministry. So that was a connection that we made by hand to know, to see them in person face to face and to remind them that we are thinking of them. We're thinking of the coming fall and we're grateful for them. We also are having a service opportunity for our students and their families, whoever would like to join, to serve at First Fruit Farms, which is a farm near us here in Baltimore that provide harvest vegetables um, for local mission partners. They'll do homeless shelters, food banks, and things like that. So we are all going. It's a huge, huge farm, acres and acres of land, so we can all be socially distanced outside together serving. So what opportunities to restructure or refresh ministry does this time present for you guys? It's time to be creative. It's a time for refreshment. 
And during times of crisis, teens want to process it. They need an outlet to go to. So what platforms and opportunities are you offering them? Are leaders still reaching out? Are you continuing small groups using Zoom? What questions are you asking them? What statements are you making or just as importantly not making? Yeah, where are those conversations continuing? Is your church preaching about these things that are going on in the world around us? Are you putting out messages on social media? Um, Teens have felt pretty isolated during this time, even Mm -hmm. with things opening up and now things are starting to close back down again, (laughs) but um, there's just not as many opportunities to connect. So continuing to offer those is part of our responsibility. And really the biggest thing for us remains in all of this relationships. It's part of our vision for students that we want our ministry to be incarnational, which means in person. Um, And so how do we build relationships? What opportunities, even in these restrictions, do we still have? How do we keep our students? How do we uh, continue to build that relationship and support them? Um, And how do we support people at all levels of our ministry, student to student, student to leader, leader to staff, student to church? There's just so many different relationships to continue to work on um, despite the challenges during this time. Yes. So come back in the coming weeks as we share our plan for the fall relaunch and talk about these specific crises. We'll talk about never waste a crisis coming come out of quarantine even better because of it. The qualities you want in crisis, structure for the fall relaunch, leader care, recruitment and training, relational ministry with these new challenges and sacraments in a digital age, including confirmation plans. So we'll be talking about all those things in the next coming weeks. So tune in. But to end us today, Daniel, you have one bright idea for our listeners. One bright idea. idea. That's how we're going to end each episode this season. So our bright idea right now, and most of these ideas, you'll find out we have not actually tested yet. (laughs) They're just ideas. But we love ideas. (laughs) Um, So this idea is to do a night or some sort of time of outdoor adoration at church. Um, You can do this. We kind of have an area behind our church we call Nativity's Backyard. Mm -hmm. And there's some trees and it's a little bit shaded and cooler. Um, during the summer months, but it's also quieter too because of the trees. So it's a great place to set up for some prayer um, where we can be a little bit distant from each other, but still together in person. Really, we can invite all ages to this. It's a cool environment. It's a little bit different than doing adoration in the chapel or in the sanctuary. Um, And it's really simple too. We don't need a lot of supplies for it. Just need some Eucharist and a tabernacle, maybe some music. Um, and it's spiritually enriching too. It helps people to take their next step. So we're going to try it. We think it'd be a cool for you to try it. If your parish is into outdoor adoration too, let us know how it goes. Outdoor adoration. That is your one bright idea from Daniel Miller. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for joining us today on Uprising. We love you all very much. Join us next time where we will be talking about crisis.